everyone. So welcome to mine and Liam's first ever podcast. We are called His and Hers and our tagline is um, a marriage of opinions because as some of you already know, we are married. We have been for how long? Four years this year. Four years in September. Um, And we thought we'd do a podcast and kind of share our followers and hopefully kind of have a bit of a thing between the two of us. Um, And it's going to be a bit of a format each week where we're going to start off by telling you what our favourite meal each was of the week, followed by what our favourite moment of the week was. And then we're going to answer a question from the book of questions, Love and Sex by Gregory Stock. PhD. Um, because if you've ever seen that book, it's got lots of very intrusive questions, very intimate things. Um, and it just gets to kind of know us a little bit better. Um, but um, Liam, tell me just quickly, who are you? <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Um, <laughs> Liam Grimley. I am a sports scientist, rehab <clears throat> specialist, uh, sports coach, and blogger. Also, author of one ebook yeah you are <laughs> <laughs> and now apparently a podcaster yeah yeah that's so, new to us <laughs> also uh a husband yes which is my favorite thing what about you megan so i'm a wife to you um i am i do everything that keeps me out of a mundane office job because otherwise i'll be bored um so i am a model an actress a writer a blogger um, podcaster. And now a podcaster. Well, we'll see how it goes anyway. Um, um, fingers crossed. <laughs> alluding to maybe a future topic, we're also Instagram wife oh, yeah. and husband. Yeah, exactly. I shoot you, you shoot me, you make me look good. You look good all the time. You make me look good, do good. Do, what is that? From <laughs> Joey and... Uh, <laughs> from Friends. Anyone else a Friends obsessive out there? If you don't look good, we don't look good. <laughs> Who's that? Name that person. Although I think I just gave it away. Um, okay, so now you know a bit about us. Um, Liam, what was your favourite meal of the week? Favourite meal this week? Mm. I think it was brunch this morning. That was really nice. You made me a very nice cooked breakfast. Um, it made it onto mainstream stories. That's how good it was. Yeah, thanks. And I put on it, wifey makes the best brunch. <laughs> so brunch this morning. Okay, cool. Um, how about you? <clears throat> I quite liked dinner today. We obviously have got a really short-term memory. <laughs> um, yeah, to, today we had mashed sweet potato for dinner with sausages. Liam had real sausages, I had veggie sausages, and then we had some um, tender stem broccoli with gravy. Yeah. It was so nice. Um, the thing I liked about today's dinner as well, actually, was that <laughs> you brought this up about recently, is the sticking your sausages out the top of the sweet, uh, smash, the mashed potato. Yeah. Like something out of a Dan Dare comic. Because for me, my mum would tell me off for doing that. So... Who's Dan Dare? And why would your mum tell you off? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, a cartoon, big pile of mashed, yeah, mashed potatoes with yeah. sausages poking out the top, it's just the best. Why would you get told off for that? Oh, my mum's a bit cold and blur and a bit posh with, with the kitchen, so um, that would have been unacceptable. Oh, no. Um, but she taught me to cook, so it's all good. Yeah. I like food that looks weird. 
Well, actually, no, I don't. I just I like to play with my food, which actually I think my dad told me off for. Um, okay, um, so on to um, our favourite moment of the week each. Have you got a favourite moment? Can you remember anything from the week? <laughs> Never when I'm put on the spot. <laughs> the week. Well, I think it was uh, Wednesday's boot camp morning. So my okay. uh, my Wednesday morning boot camp class was... Um, it's, I, I, it's hard to explain, but it was a good class. Everyone uh, seemed to really enjoy the workout. Got some really nice feedback. And um, someone had um, messaged me the night before about uh, a question to do with their health. And um, I was able to help them and they were just, they were really chuffed. So um, that, that was a nice moment for me. Ah, that's nice. Have you had a nice moment this week? Um, yeah, like, I, I don't know. A one from last week that you can pretend was this week, if you can remember <laughs> it. <laughs> um, oh, God, I actually don't know if I know. Um, I can't think of a moment. How bad is that? Um, so each week I'm going to try and start remembering my life. Um, I almost feel like I need to get a diary out. Um, oh, um, well, I ate lots of chocolate. Because <laughs> it's all Easter leftover. Um, yeah, no, I'm really, really bad. I can't think of a favourite moment. This is pretty special. Too many, um, good, too many good moments. They're all so wonderful. Yeah. Although when I came back from shops today with flowers and chocolate, that was quite nice. That was lovely. Oh, no, actually, on, was it Friday, you um, made, like, an incredible cocktail. That might have been yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Also, I did the same last night. Yeah, so obviously I like to consume things. Yeah. yeah. No, forget about them. <laughs> obviously, I made better cocktails and probably better flowers you remember <laughs> but um, <laughs> we move on? yes okay so um that is the kind of like introduction which we're going to do each week and then now for the question so i'm just gonna kind of go through this book and randomly pick a question hopefully not too rude yeah if it's too rude we're not going to do it sorry and um, we're a bit prude so um right number two two eight if your partner were gone for two months what things that he or she takes care of would be a real problem for you? Well, we have a bit of a routine, don't we? Um, and part of that is that because of my work in the evenings, you always take care of Coco. So mm-hmm. our little dog. So you walk her in the evenings. I would have to make sure that I'm there for Coco to walk yeah. and feed her in the evening. Otherwise, she would not <laughs> be very happy. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's something you take care of also Thursday night you take care of our special burger and chips night so yeah. um, uh, and Saturday morning you take care of brunch because <laughs> I'm at work there's so much you take care of because we're freelance by the way um, we have a couple of things which we do every single week which is something that kind of like our world revolves around so Thursday night is burger night um, veggie burger for me non-veggie for Liam sometimes um, and then um, brunch on a Saturday morning I think it's nice that we have those because our worlds can be quite random and last minute and a bit sort of haphazard and to have some recurring, stable, nice things that we know we can look forward to Mm. are are nice. Yeah, Um, I like that. I'm overusing the word nice, but it's nice. I think in English literature you were told you weren't allowed to use the word nice. No, that's true. (laughs) It's a nondescript word. Mrs. Bates will kill me. Um, (laughs) We didn't get along anyway, so it's okay. uh, what, so what do I, I take care of that if I were away will you give you me would, a lot of lifts to the station you'd have to walk places yeah um, or use that bike that I bought you yeah no I, I don't know what I'd do if it was raining and I couldn't get a lift I would just pay for an Uber 
Um, oh, we'd be so poor by the time I got home. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think a big thing for me would also be like, I personally don't like staying by myself. So at, like to sleep at night, I've never actually, even though I've been here for almost 10 years, I've never ever spent the night here by myself. I go to my parents if you're away. That's true. So, um, so if you're away for a little period that was more than a night or two. It's two months, I think, the question. Was it two months, did it say? So you'll be an insomniac. Two months? Oh, okay. No, I think I would get someone to move in, like a friend. Or I'll get Elliot, my brother, to move in um, for two months. Interesting and, to see what he has to say And gain that. some rent. Yeah. Okay. Elliot, if you're listening, um, <laughs> you can move in for two months if Liam weren't here. Um, yeah, no, I think I would um, struggle a lot um, out of loneliness and someone to look after me. Mm. Yeah. Also, I always take care of the waters last thing before bed. You yeah, always, you, always you lock up. up. Yeah. <laughs> you always go up to bed without a drink. So you'd, you'd be parched in the night and you wouldn't be Yeah, able... I'll be parched and lonely and the bed would be really, really cold. And you wouldn't take your supplements because I always get them out for you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'd be screwed. Um, anyway, um, so that's the end of our kind of introduction, which we're going to do each week. Um, and now we're on to our main topic, um, which today, it's not really a title, but we're going to talk about veganism, vegetarianism, and carnivorism, <laughs> carnivorousness. Um, Norm- normalism? Yeah. I'm making enemies already. Yeah, you um, are. So Liam, yeah. just an introduction to that. Um, Liam is um, a meat eater, but um, I cook most of his meals, so he does eat a lot of vegetarian meals. Um, and I am vegetarian and have been since I was nine. Um, well, something to maybe come back around to is that um, you're not f- fond of cooking the meat. So if I have no. it, I cook it myself, don't I? Yeah. Or I add it to what we're already having. So... Um, that's an interesting point to maybe yeah. come back around to. Well, I mean, I've cooked meat for Coco when we first got her. Um, but for me, not just because I don't like to touch it particularly or be involved with the meat, um, I struggle because I'm terrified of killing someone that it might not be cooked because I don't know how it's meant to look. So even though I could learn how it's meant to look, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to taste it or really know much about it. Um, not the Friends reference. Yeah. <laughs> Stick a fork in me. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Um, um, oh my God, that yeah. might happen quite a lot. We might often reference friends. Um, we do watch other TV, other TV programmes are available. We're big fans. Um, um, but yeah. Um, but I wonder how, if anyone else has anything that they might like to see messages in about regarding if you're a vegetarian or vegan and a, a slaughterous meat-eating couple like, <laughs> you know, like me, um, do you handle the meat and cook the meat for your partner and vice versa? Um, I think it comes down to why you're a vegetarian or a vegan. Mm-hmm. Some people it's morals. Some people it's just don't like meat, the flavour. Some people um, it's just something that they've been brought up with. Like mm-hmm. my cousins, they've been vegetarian since they were born. They don't know any other, any difference. Whereas I've seen meat, my family have sometimes eaten meat. Um, and I personally just am really like, I do it for moral reasons. And also I just don't like meat. So when did you first become vegetarian? Um, when I was, I think, nine, it was the mad cow moment. Um, and my family became vegetarians. So I became vegetarian because I didn't know any better and I wasn't old enough to make my own decisions. You ate meat before that time? Yeah, but we didn't really eat much meat. I only really remember eating chicken, chicken nuggets, those little tiny pink prawns. prawns. Yeah, <laughs> my mum used to give them to me in a pram 
well, going around Waitrose, and that was what occupied me. So you're the reason that the Waitrose trolleys used to smell like <laughs> prawns. <laughs> Fishy, gross. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I've been vegetarian for a really, really long time, and actually I did go on holiday to Spain for about a month when I was about 14, 15, and um, I had to try some meat, but actually I had a vegetarian pizza when I was there and it came with tuna on it. And that's because um, it seemed that Spanish people at the time thought that tuna was not meat, but it is. And that's something I think we want to talk about. Um, Like, is it okay for vegetarians who eat fish to call themselves vegetarians? I personally think it's a bad thing. I think that you're a pescatarian or a vegetarian. And um, I think that um, if you're a vegetarian that eats fish, I, I think it would be really good if you could kind of call yourself pescatarian. Um, and yeah. Yeah, I think it makes for um, clarity, doesn't it? I think um, sometimes it comes back to the restaurant experience, doesn't it? And I think f- in my experience, because before you and I met, um, I didn't have much to do with vegetarian veg- vegetarianisms. I didn't really know any vegetarians. Um, but your sister was raw for a bit, wasn't she? Um, yes, although she was living abroad at the time, so I didn't have I didn't really uh, much that. to do with her lifestyle. But yeah, um, so she was took on a number of different um, diet styles, if you want, um, from vegetarian to vegan, raw vegan. Mm. Um, but f- in my experiences, yeah, I went out with someone briefly, um, in my sort of late teens, early 20s, who was briefly tried to be vegetarian. Um, but no, until I met you and we would go to restaurants and things like that, um, I, I think I assumed that you could go to a, a restaurant and it would be easy. There would be something vegetarian. But I think that the, and I've often ranted about this a little bit, but um, uh, rightly or wrongly, I think that, and I'm happy to be corrected, but I think that the chefing world comes from this kind of traditional, typically... Uh, I'm being broad, speaking rather broadly, but you know, um, meat and fat and things of flavour, and often that's the feature of a, a menu or a dish. Mm. And um, I get the impression, just from our experiences at restaurants and speaking with people that we know um, who work in <laughs> hospitality and things, that um, it's difficult for uh, chefs to come up with um, non-vegetarian, uh, non-meat dishes yeah, that's suitable they, for vegetarians. They often think that like every single vegetarian, well, assume that every vegetarian likes mushrooms, onion, uh, tart, onion tartlets, um, and aubergines, like melanzan. And I personally hate all of those things. I mm. also hate avocado. <gasps> Shock horror. I know that avocado is the thing that everyone eats right now, but um, I cannot stand avocado. <laughs> um, I've been trying to have a little bit just kind of poked into a meal every so often, but... Um, I just don't like it. Um, yeah, I'm probably the worst vegetarian as re- like with regards to typical vegetarian food. But um, I do think that it's getting better and better. I think we've been together a really long time, and when I like when I was little, it was almost unheard of for people people to be vegetarian. Whereas now, it's quite common. I think. I think yeah. I think awareness, social acceptance, and I think the the restaurant experience has definitely improved. It's improved massively. Yeah. We used to go out, and if we had a burger you might get a portobello mushroom offered which uh, to you, and, which <laughs> you don't like. Um, whereas I might have seven different types of meat burger. Um, whereas now I think it's a lot better. You've got... They've normally like, got a veggie burger, haven't yeah, they? Like an actual patty. Pre-lentil patties and you've got things like... Yeah. Um, 
Halloumi on at times, which is something oh, we're yeah. big fans of. I didn't know what Halloumi was until like maybe five years ago, if that. So um, yeah, that's changed my life. Yeah, there, is, there are so many <laughs> options. I think that restaurants and chefs and people like that are thinking outside the box a little bit. And and some of the really smart ones, I think, in uh, in my limited experience, though, maybe there are chefs out there going, "Hang on, there is a, a gap, uh, if you will, in the market, and I'm going to make an effort to think outside the box. I'm going to come up with something that is um, is an interesting." Uh, vegetarian option it's not just the mushroom or the onion tart or, or chili beans it's always like throw loads of chili and some f- plain food and, yeah, they're and worried about there not being enough flavor for a vegetarian yeah. i think that comes back to this weird. traditional method of cooking which is that, that fat is flavor um which is true in many ways and, and i'm a big fan of fat which is another subject but um you remove that and suddenly I think the traditional chef can get a bit lost. Mm. Um, but there are some great brave chefs out there making interesting food. And um, yeah, I, I think it's also probably a kind of a European English thing because if you go somewhere like India, where traditional Indian food is like 85, 90% vegetarian, yeah. you know, it's a country that traditionally um, hasn't been very wealthy and meat doesn't keep very well in a hot climate like that. So. Um, most of the food that you would eat in India is um, you know, proper Indian food is vegetarian. But then but the problem for me is I hate curry. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're, a, you're a tough crowd. But, um, <laughs> but what I'm saying is the food exists. Yeah. Uh, people, people just need to think outside the box sometimes. Yeah. But I think back to uh, the original point, um, there is sometimes some confusion. Uh, you know, is it vegetarian? Is it pescatarian? Um, mm. Do vegetarians eat fish? Yes or no? Um, one of my favourite friends' references, which I always talk about, is no, no food, food with, with a face. face. Yeah, <laughs> as Phoebe says. That's you know. that's a, actually. I mean, I don't like to say it. No food with a face because I think it sounds a bit kind of too much in your face. But actually, it really puts the point out there, and actually, people then get it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I always say it as a joke because it's kind of funny. And joke, um, but you kind of want them to be like, well, yeah, like, you. <laughs> almost like an earworm. I mean, it's going to sit in their brain, and then yeah. you think, oh yeah. For me, that, that, that's the definition of vegetarian, assuming you're not going to eat worms because they don't technically have faces. But no food with a face. Um, otherwise, you're, um, in my view, you're just not a vegetarian. But I appreciate that there are pescatarians who um, will eat fish, but they won't eat fluffy things. Um, and then, of course. But the then they really need to start calling themselves pescatarians, I think. Yeah. To make a good clarification for people to learn on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think. Um, then you have veganism, you know, vegans, yeah. which is... Um, yes, yeah, so we wanted to touch on veganism because it's becoming quite big on Instagram. There's a lot of vegan influencers. Um, you've got the likes of Lucy Watson, who's um, really shouting out for veganism and in a great way, I think. Um, I think sometimes something she says um, can... She's quite kind of to the point. I mean, we've all watched... I'm sure a lot of us have lo- watched a bit of Made in Chelsea. I quite liked her well when we used to watch it i think she was our favorite she made yeah. she made me want to watch it although i'm not a fan of that kind of program yeah. but um she was interesting I, I liked, wasn't she yeah, i like that she was up front yeah i don't think she's always been vegetarian as far as i know i don't know her like very very well i don't follow it that much but from what i feel i don't think she's always been vegetarian but she obviously is now she's very much very vocal about it and um, I think she does scare some people and make them feel bad for not being vegetarian. But if you take a pinch of what she says, I think actually it's great that what she's doing for animals out there. And I think she's kind of talking about which, which makeup is not tested on animals, which food is really 
like ethical and I think that's really great personally and um I don't think people should feel guilty if they're not vegetarian but I think it's great to be kind of understanding that their animals have feelings yeah I mean I'm <laughs> I, I eat meat and uh we'll come to it a bit but I, my position on that is um is weird and interesting because um, I do love animals um, but I eat some of them um, but also I'm a big fan of understanding human where humans have come from from an evolutionary standpoint um, and um, I'll get straight to the point I've said to you before haven't I that in the ideal world I would um, fish for my own fish and I would hunt for my own meat and um, that would make me at peace with the right if you will to for me to indulge in, in eating that and um you know for me that comes from a point of view i know where it's come from and in my view which is important to me that the thing that i'm hunting had a fair chance of getting away and i kind of earned it if you will so and i think if people did that route i think it would cut out quite a lot of people from eating meat to be honest i don't think oh it's hard work yeah you know, and my mum will eat meat sometimes she'd probably rather choose a vegetarian dish but she'll eat meat sometimes but she would not ever be able to kill it herself so actually i think she would become vegetarian yeah and i think um in a, in a sort of macabre kind of way um i think that's 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 a proving ground if you like that is a way for people to almost uh, as i put it rather crudely earn the right to be a meat eater i I honestly think about um, the animal. I think about the food I'm eating. Yeah, I don't just blindly reach into the fridge at the supermarket and get some mints and think that that is mints. Yeah, you tend um, to go organic, don't you? Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm thinking from a kind of uh, moral standpoint, if you will. I, I know that that came from a beast. And I do have, I feel a connection to that. And, and, I, and I contemplate it. Um, there have been examples where people have done funny little documentaries but they make a point of they'll ask a young person it might be a child might be a young adult um about meat and they'll often uh, there's this idea that um sausages are sausages they're not people have a total disassociation so it's almost like sausages grow on trees they don't <laughs> think oh that used to be a pig or you know that hamburger or beef burger used to be a cow and i don't like that that for me that's that's a little uncomfortable for me because i genuinely think about it um you know, uh, I might sound a bit sort of wishy-washy, a bit middle of the road, you know, a bit of a hypocrite saying I like animals, but I'm happy to eat them. But um, if anyone's ever seen, um, remember I made you watch uh, Last of the Mohicans. Oh, I hated that movie. <laughs> it was so dull. Well, the, just watch the first 10 minutes because the it really struck a chord with me. The opening sequence is, you know, it's quite an old fashioned film. It's an old set in... Um, kind of colonial America, you've got uh, native Indians and one white guy and they're running after a deer, they're hunting down the deer and um, it's a great chase and all the rest of it and um, they kill the deer eventually after a real struggle and then as is um, the custom with American um, Native Americans, they say a great prayer and they appreciate the animal and they say, you know, you've, mm. you, you've fought well and all this sort of thing and, and that kind of struck a chord with me because um, it, it's it's an appreciation of that moment. It's but not back then they didn't have any other option, did they? Whereas now we have so many other options. And me as a vegetarian, I've got by like twenty years without dying, and I've not had any need to eat meat. 
No, so true. actually, you don't have to be a meat eater to survive. No, it's true. Whereas back then, you obviously did have to be a meat eater to survive. Yeah, the world is a very different place now. Yes, I don't think you can fully compare our lives right now to then because we are a developed body in a different way, slightly. Um, well, the point I was making was that um, they appreci- I appreciate the message uh, from that old-fashioned view, you know, it, and, and that's how that, that kind of made sense to me. And, and I, I have that feeling when I'm eating a, a, a piece of meat rather than being removed and thinking that sausages grow on trees. Mm. So I don't think that people should have meat um, two or three times a day, you know, most days of the week. Um, genuinely, when I have a piece of meat, um, I had sausages today, um, I enjoyed them and um, I don't expect to have meat, I don't expect, you know, I don't expect to have that every single meal. Um, I think some people think they have a God-given right to eat meat all day long and who cares where it came from. Um, you know, I think um, I tried to choose, as you were talking about earlier, like organic, ethically reared meat and eggs and uh, dairy and all the rest of it. Um, but um, I think you're likely to have people for the rest of time who eat meat and some people that don't. And I think um, I like to think that my choices um, come from the right place and are a more sustainable or respectful way of being a meat eater. Mm. And um, <coughs> I think that a huge part of, I mean, being married, I think that this will be the last point, but um, people often ask us, will we bring up our kids vegetarian? Mm-hmm. Um, and as we're married and we're talking about a marriage of opinions, I think that it's important that we do touch on this. And Liam and I have spoken about when we have children and will they be vegetarian and all that. And um, I mean, my opinion is I would rather not have to cook it for them, but I'm happy for them to have it. Um, and then when they grow up, I think it's really good that actually they've got it. They've got two options to look at. They're seeing someone eating meat and they're seeing someone not eating meat. And they're both as healthy, healthy as one another. And I think that's actually really good for them. But Liam would quite like me to probably cook for them with the meat at the beginning, whereas I don't think you're going to push me to do that, though. No, I, I don't think that needs to be an issue because if they, um, when they're really wee and they're just eating what's put in front of them, you know, when, you know, sort of first two or three years of their lives, um, you cook what you want to cook and I'll cook what I want to cook and the children will have some of it. I think when it comes to more... Um, like uh, the children saying, I like this, I don't like that. Um, yeah, I'd like them to be exposed to as many food and dietary options as, as possible. And um, I don't, I can see if I were a diehard vegetarian with you know moral and personal uh, reasons for being that way. Um, and I've had this conversation with other people and I think with you as well. There's a certain purity of the, the idea of, oh, I've never eaten it, I've never touched it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> whereas, you know, I think at the same time, rather than making that choice for the child. I think, um, you know, you can expose them to that varied diet and they can make a choice later on and I wouldn't have a problem with any of their choices. I think um, it's a tough one though, isn't it? Because you can't ever take it back if they've eaten meat before no. and they might be cross with you when they're old enough to have an opinion. <laughs> um, you know, my, my sister, for example, um, when my niece was young, my sister was a strict vegetarian and she was, uh, I believe, I'm happy to be corrected, that um, there was no meat uh, in, yeah, in the diet. So, no. um, things have, have changed, and I think that there's there's some meat in the diet now. But the uh, the choice they made at the time was um, no meat, and um, I'd like to keep all 
options on the table. You know, it's, I think it's, it's, it's tough enough. I see it in our parents and, you know, I have a sister 11 years younger than me. I remember her being picky and, um, you know, children are picky. They, they, they like what they like one day and they, they don't like it the mm. next day. And I think to have <laughs> as many options yeah. um, for that reason and also for optimal health. I, I think there are, and particularly when children are young, I think there are, that's the time when a good quality um, diet, particularly with regard to, to high value protein, uh, is very important. Yeah. Well, anyway, that is, um, I think we're going to wrap up on our topic right now. Um, but um, just for future reference, when we come back next week, we will have um, a five minutes at the end where we're going to have a listener's question. It can be absolutely anything, something to do with either of our jobs or um, to do with social media it or could be, We could talk back to the topic from the previous yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, if you've got a question about what we've just now talked about, let us know. Message us on any of our social things. I'm at It's Megan Taylor. I'm at Elevate Sport. So, um, yeah, get in touch. I hope you've enjoyed today. And um, we will hopefully be back weekly, won't we? We will. Yeah. See you all soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye.